Hello again, this is Margaret Copeman Frankowitz, and I'm coming to you today with Diabetes and Survival. And in today's episode, I was doing a little bit of research that actually brought a smile to my face. Now, before I actually uh, give you this information, I just wanted to put in a disclaimer. This is for entertainment purposes only. That way I don't get sued for this. And uh, of course, I am not, I disclose I'm not a doctor. I am not a pharmacist. So I'm not a medical expert. I am just a girl with diabetes living in this world and looking for answers just like most of you. So in today's episode, I I thought this was kind of interesting and I wanted to talk mainly about diabetes and of course this is a topic that actually does concern diabetics because we're a vulnerable population especially with the COVID-19 especially with this vaccine coming out by all means make sure you know your ingredients on your vaccines because you never know I mean I, I mean allergic reactions happen so Um, It's one of the things that I actually viewed a video today in with Dr. Fauci, who seems to think that having an EpiPen before you actually take the vaccine might be a good idea. However, I practice the art of avoidance, so I'd rather just avoid actually having an allergic reaction. So I'm looking at certain topics online, and of course I'm looking at, at certain videos that I find quite interesting. And I have to start out with the first video that that I actually watched was actually sent to me by a friend. And the title of it was, I forgot, but it actually had another video underneath it that was actually a little bit more interesting. Hers was interesting too, but uh, as a matter of fact, I think it had something to do with the vaccine and uh, Dr. Fauci. I think that's actually the one she sent. Yeah, it was. Okay. So, anyways, the one underneath it was actually quite intriguing. The one underneath it uh, was titled, I Can't Keep Doing This. Doctor Pleads for Review of Data um, During COVID-19 Senate Hearing. This one was like stand-up ovation type, like jaw-dropping, as in, I have to report this guy to you guys because not to the authorities because he was in front of the senate right and you know so this guy was important and I'll, I'll tell you why now i couldn't read the name tag on his shirt because the the title was actually blocking it and i tried several times so i apologize for not having his name but let me give you a summary of what happened okay so he was in front of the senate And he's like, okay, stop the presses. This is important. He's he's tired of people coming in and dying when it's not necessary. There's this drug out there that he swears to that works. It is called Evermycin. Or Evermectin. Evermectin. That's it. Okay, so I was 
a little bit curious about this. So after his little proposal in front of the Senate House, I went ahead and I typed it in because I'd never heard of this medication before. And it won some type of award in 2015 and has saved uh, countless people's lives, but is generally used right now for livestock, at least here in America. So that's kind of interesting. So I guess it saved millions of lives for animals. But it's actually used to treat roundworms and, and, you know, scabies and other weird disorders, right? So this could have great, this could have great implications for for humanity because um, obviously if this can treat humans or animals, then it might be able to treat humans with some modifications. Now, we can't necessarily go to a hardware store and actually get uh, this drug. Um, Let me see if I can pronounce it again. Evermycin. We cannot get animal control stuff to actually use on us because, you know, their genes are a little bit different than ours. So this is something that you'd have to actually go to your doctor for and actually get. You cannot get it from what I've read over the counter. I, I know, I already checked. So unfortunately, there's no Walmart trips to the pharmacy to get some kind of over-counter cream, which by the way, it does come um, orally or um, you can actually use it externally. So um, this is kind of interesting. So yes, it does treat round worms and the like. So it treats a lot of different parasites actually. So I was looking at this, and then I had more questions, of course, because that's what I do. That's what people do when they start looking into these drugs. And um, I'm like, well, if it, this can treat things such as, I mean, obviously the human version, scabies and lice and roundworms and all kinds of little invaders, mites, I guess. No, probably not mites, because we everybody has mites. But if it can actually treat these themes, um, it was kind of interesting what the doc- the good doctor said. I'm going to call him the good doctor because he was pleading. Like, this guy was so serious. You know when somebody gets online and they're just pleading. They're like, look, take a look at this drug. This drug will cure it. I, and you know what, he, he went on about this. He's like, look, I can't keep treating people and watching people die. When we have a medication, that will work. It's called... I'm going to say it again, Evermectin, Evermectin, I-V-E-R-M-E-C-T-I-N, if I'm saying it correctly, and the guy must have said it like 50 times in the middle of a 10-minute speech, I mean, this guy was serious in front of the Senate, he's like, look it up, this will treat it, this will cure it, anyways, he tested like 800 people or so, and everybody was, you know, they weren't catching coronavirus. They, I mean, it was just, it was like this miracle drug or something. So, um, you know, now there's been reports on it. Like I've Googled it and I've seen reports all the way back to March on this where the FDA is like, do not take this stuff, especially the stuff for, for animal use. It's not going to work for you because it's different, blah, 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 which they may be correct. That's the reason why I gave you a little warning disclaimer in the beginning. You don't want, want to do that. This is just something that you may want to talk to your doctor about getting uh, so you don't get coronavirus. You know, we're a vulnerable 
population here. We're diabetics, right? Okay, so there's more. So, um, I've been tested for coronavirus once by force. I think I went over that. Not a very pleasant experience, especially since I didn't have coronavirus. Um, but there's a reason why I can't catch it, believe it or not. And, um, okay, for people who smoke out there, congratulations, you're smoking a cigarette. It just happens to be insecticide. And so they're finding, like, they found that they've done studies in China where they thought it was kind of unusual that, um, that they had less smokers actually in the, the hospital than non-smokers. You know, they, they expected a lot. And there's actually quite a few of us that actually smoke out there. And I still say it's closer to half the population. A lot of people would like to think that it's like 5-10%. No, we're about half your population. I've been to enough workplaces to know the sneaker smokers. Those are the people who claim that they don't smoke, but they actually smoke. There's a reason why tobacco is all over the place. Go into a grocery store or a, even a pharmacy or even um, your local convenience store. You're going to find cigarettes, okay? Half of us smoke. Let's, let's just be honest. I like to get it out there, okay? And um, anyways, I've already known that tobacco was an insecticide. It's just one of the ingredients that they actually use in insecticides. It's one of the things that they don't actually tell you either on the news right now. Like, like they're kind of scratching their heads. Like, we don't know why tobacco actually keeps some people out of the hospitals. However, um, there are people that have smoked and they have had gotten coronavirus. So it's not 100%. And of course, there's no, there's no studies that I've actually been able to find on smokers and coronavirus. So we don't know what the true number is that are actually going to the hospital. But if they're measuring it based off of like, let's say they only think that five, 10% of the population are smokers, then uh, it's much less than you think. So um, actually smoking cigarettes may actually prevent you from getting coronavirus. That's just my opinion. I'm just a girl, not a doctor, okay? You can do your own research on that. So I thought that was very interesting and um, of course knowledge is power that's the reason why I suggest a lot of people do their own research online and um, you know this is stuff that you can verify if you wanted to verify about the uh, ivermectin then uh, please go to the YouTube channel and go to type in um, I can't keep doing this colon Doctor pleads for review of data during COVID-19 Senate hearing. And again, I apologize, I don't have a doctor's name for you. You will see when you actually go to that particular video that his name has pretty much been blanked out. So just from a title, but this definitely you can see doctor something on there on his lab coat. But he has gone through rigorous studies on this with the top professionals here in the U.S. in his field. And, um, you know, he just said study after study after study is showing that this miracle drug will cure coronavirus. Now, let's say that um, Iver, 
ivermectin is the miracle drug to cure this pandemic. Is it expensive? I think, uh, well, I did do some research online and they said something like four tablets cost around 20 bucks, something like that. And you can actually, if you get like the prescription card and you go to Walmart, you can get it for even less than that, like $12. So the good news is though, is that this is a really short dosage. This isn't like a long-term dosage or anything. So it's relatively inexpensive. So just think if we can treat the whole entire world at $12 a person and they'll never get this horrible coronavirus. So the thing is, is I don't know what this good doctor is using as a type of treatment because it's, because what I was reading, and of course that was a treatment for roundworms or parasites, you know, like scabies or something like that. Um, I'm not quite sure what the dosage would be in order to treat coronavirus, but is something that you actually take before coronavirus. So I'm kind of curious if this is something where you take like four pills and then you're good for the rest of the year and like, do you have to do that yearly or what? So I don't have any information on that. Um, and worse yet, we don't even know that this is a safe drug. Of course, you know, I would want to be able to trust the FDA, but you know, after everything that's going on where most people in the U.S. are just questioning everything, especially our news sources. We're not quite sure what to trust anymore. But a lot of us don't like the idea of the vaccine. And, uh, of course, um, quite a few of us are very leery of being sick after the, the injection. There's some of us that are allergic to some of the ingredients in the injection. And, you know, even the doctors are coming out with, well, this isn't necessarily the greatest vaccine. Don't think of it as like the miracle drug. And they have to keep it refrigerated to a certain temperature. So that's got to be very difficult to maintain, especially when you have, like, the whole world you have to treat. I mean, this is just crazy. Crazy talk, really. So, um... Yeah, I didn't really necessarily want to go into this, but, you know, as a diabetic, as you already know, we have to take a lot of different precautions against things. We have to take care of our feet on a regular basis. I mean, who else has to go through the types of troubles that we do as diabetics? And not to mention, I started thinking about this the other day. I I was actually filling out a form and it asked if I was disabled. And I'm like, well, that's kind of a trick question. Because as, as you know, most diabetics know, taking care of yourself sometimes can feel like a full-time job. I mean, you have prescriptions you have to get. You have certain things on your body you have to treat um, differently. You have, to, you have to baby yourself. You have to take care of your feet on a regular basis. You have to change your daily routine just so it fits your di- diabetes. You can't order just anything on a menu. You know that if you have a piece of bread because of the carbs... Your numbers might be off for the day. So uh, eating healthy on a regular basis is kind of like a horrible word in a way. Because, you know, you're in a hurry just like anybody else. You still have to work a job just like anybody else. But then you got to worry about what you're eating, what you're putting in your body. And if you're going to have to do something different because you had too many carbs for a meal because you're in a hurry. So there's a lot of stuff we have to do. 
So it's a very tricky question. Are you disabled? By Social Security's terms, no, I am not. No, I do not get a paycheck from the government because I still have to work a job just like everybody else. It's just that I have to work two jobs, and one of the jobs I don't get paid for. The other job is, you know, hopefully a little bit more flexible so that I can put up with the common problems of being a diabetic. I think, personally, like, let's say if I was talking about disability... I would say um, being a diabetic is a disability. I know that Goodwill, if you're an employee there, they do consider diabetics disabled. And they'll be like, you need to put that down. Make sure you put that down. But there's no other employer out there that I've seen so far that actually considers a diabetic, you know, disabled. So I'm not quite sure why Goodwill, like, drilled that into my head. But I'm kind of glad that they did because... They're right, actually. Diabetes is a disability, especially for the injectors. It's like if you're doing things right uh, as a type 2 diabetic, you understand what injectors have to go through. But they have a little bit more. Like, for instance, um, well, you know, actually, I shouldn't even be telling you what you know, a type 1 has to go through, or even a type 2 who has to inject, because it's definitely a complicated situation. As a type 2, though, we kind of have somewhat of a normal life, but not really. So we still have to watch our numbers, you know, we still have to do our meter readings, our blood sugar readings, and our medications, and sometimes we're powerless to control the numbers, too, but type 1's whole different ball game. They have stuff a little bit more complicated. So my hat's off to the type 1. You make me look like a wimp. I'm in the minor leagues. You're in the major leagues now. Okay. So with that being said, back to what I was talking about with the ivermectin. I think I've said that at least 20 times if anybody's counting. But, um, so this might be the miracle drug for COVID-19. Perhaps vaccinations weren't necessarily something that was supposed to treat the entire population. Obviously. So, I mean, nobody created a vaccine for diabetes. We take pills or we inject with insulin. So there's no miracle drug for us. Not yet. I mean, maybe in the future, maybe there will be. But for now, we have to maintain what we have. But I just find it kind of interesting that COVID-19, as suggested by this good doctor, would be treated like a parasite. And then I started thinking, I'm like, is... Is COVID-19, is it actually a parasite? Because this is what this drug is used for, is to treat parasites. And why are people having miraculous recoveries on this drug? According to this good doctor, and in the people that he actually had in the study, and why were 100% of them actually walking away from the hospital without complications? I mean, these are some serious... I want some serious answers! I mean, and I certainly want to know that if I ever come down with COVID-19, God forbid, but I would want to know that I'm getting the proper treatment 
And I just don't think that a vaccine is going to do this. Because they've even said after the injection, you can still get COVID-19. So that is not a cure. What do they mean vaccine? So they're going to put some of this dead cell from the COVID-19 into my system? I don't think that I want it there. So, you know, to prevent it. I mean, that's generally what they do. It's like uh, when you get a flu shot, they're giving you dead flu from last year's flu so that you don't catch this year's flu. The problem with that is, is that this is a whole different strain. So the flu shot you get is not necessarily going to treat the one from last year. But if that one's going around, it's not going to get you, which means it's going to die off. Okay. I get it. You know, I get it. So I may not get the flu from this round of strain, but I may get it from a different strain. And, you know, here in the U.S., as we all know, um, there are some horrible flu strains going around, some horrible viruses. And it's like you just get over one type of flu, your immune system's still weak, and then you catch a different strain and then a different strain. I remember one year as a bus driver, I think I was sick nine times out of the entire year because my immune system was down. And all of that was during the winter season here in Phoenix. And I think I did have one in the summer, and that was heck. Have you ever had the flu in the summertime? It's horrible. You know, it's 120 degrees out in Phoenix, and you have the flu. It's, it's not an experience anybody wants to experience. It's like the worst, most miserable feeling ever, and you never forget it. So, okay, back to the topic. I think I've given you all the information that I have on Ivermectin. So at this point, you're going to have to take that name down if you want to do further research on it and uh, look that information up. And, of course... Um, Harvard Medical did make a suggestion because I did actually, when I looked this up on the web, this was information posted back in like March or May, something like that. But they said, you know, you can't take the animal variety and it should be prescribed by a doctor. Okay, so that's very important. I'm making that disclosure because I don't need any any information coming back to me. Well, you said this and this and this. Yes, I did. But I also said, see your doctor. So listen to this recording over again if you forget. Okay. So, um, anyways, so we have options here, folks. We don't have to worry about COVID-19 being so destructive that we're not going to be able to live our lives. And there has been some really crazy conspiracy theories out there. And there have been some conspiracy theories that actually became conspiracy facts out there. So it's not that I take everything with a grain of well, I take it's not that I take everything with a grain of salt. I do take something seriously because depending on who is actually saying it, I may actually really listen in to what they're saying and how they're saying it. So don't just shoo everybody off as if they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, Because there may be a little bit of truth in that. You need to take that and research it and take it seriously. And of course, uh, in a previous episode, I actually went went on about the elections and about how uh, we Americans, it's our duty to protect our constitution. 
we don't have any other choice. We're Americans. That's what we do. And to not defend the Constitution is very un-American. But here's the, the irony. But that's okay because we respect your right not to defend the Constitution, even if you really should. So we're not going to just boot you out of America. So, I mean, it's just kind of like the two-party system that we have, the Democrats and the Republicans. You know, we respect the Democrats. Democrats are supposed to respect us, vice versa. And actually, ironically enough, I'm actually a registered Democrat that supports Trump. Ooh, I said that online. Oh, no. Okay, so yes, I do. But there's a reason for that. He's defending our Constitution and our right to be Americans. So, yeah, I said it. Okay. I said it. Go ahead. Punish me. But here's the thing. I'm also a Democrat. I'm a long-time Democrat. Long-living Democrat. And um, so I just support our political system. But I, I also support an honest political system. One in which Democrats, independents, and Republicans can actually vote in people need a say just like I'm talking on this podcast now and just like you can create your own acre podcast and I can listen to your podcast which none of my audience has been brave enough yet to actually send me a link to their podcast so I'm still waiting for that because I'm sure you have something to say as well and I look forward to that because democracy is a beautiful thing right or republic however you want to look at it okay So it's a beautiful thing. Our Constitution is a beautiful thing. We're going to find out soon. The Supreme Court actually turned down Trump. uh, Sorry, turned down Texas on uh, the recount of the vote. So um, I'm sure some other things are going to happen. It isn't over yet. Eventually it will be. And we'll see what happens. This is our country. This is America. We're certainly not selling out to China. Sorry, China. There's too many of us that love America. love the way that it is. We love our capitalism. Some of us are poor. Some of us are middle class. Some of us are very rich. And it's just the way that it is. Sure, it would be great if it was a utopia and we all had a great life and every house was the same and beige colored and two and a half pets and you know a family of four and two and a half cars and you know huge backyard that'd be great um it's not for everybody some people get bored easy and just want to move on some people like the mountains and they want to switch to the beach in a month or two some of us just don't want to work the same dead-end job for 50 years you know so we have our variety and some of us have our different you know jackpots in life so surprises and of course it's much easier on the rich than it is the poor and yes uh, the poor should be taken care of and they're not somebody needs to take care of them and uh, no life's not fair (sighs) so anyways there's certain things that I do. I, I do believe in sharing with mankind. And so that's the reason for this podcast. 
and this is the reason why uh, people from around the world can actually listen to my podcast it's because I believe it's information that might be able to help them as well that's why I post I'm not necessarily doing this for capitalism because if that was the case I would have starved to death a long time ago um but it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of fun when occasionally what's the blue moon I actually do get a response and of course I got to answer and usually it's a really tough question to you so anyways if you have any questions please go to my diabetes and exercise site on Facebook or diabetes and aware and go ahead and just type into one of the videos and I'll get the message so um also, if you have any, any personal emails, and by the way, I did have one. I just can't share it online because it was really personal. So, um, but I just wanted to reach out to that person. Well, I actually already did. I already typed a response back, but it was just a really, really personal question. So, but anyways, you can write me at Margaret Rico. So that's M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T-R-I-C-O-2015 at gmail.com. If you needed any clarification, and that's on any of the podcasts that I've actually put out, just uh, let me know which episode. Not all of them are numbered, so please use it by name. And if you have any questions or clarifications or if you needed any links to anything, I'd be more than happy to share those with you. And anyways, um, so that's about it for today. I just needed to get that out there about the smoking and about the ivermectin and what happened in front of the Senate because I found out it was very, or I just found it fascinating. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, I really appreciate my audience. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be doing this. I I get really excited when I see new people listening. So, yes, thank you very much from all over the world. So this has been Margaret Copeland Frankowitz with Diabetes Survival. And I hope you have a great day. Please be kind to each other. Thank you.